Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Introducing the greatest animated series you've never seen, Lightning Dogs. These canine commandos are lost on a post-apocalyptic earth and battling the forces of the evil Glampire. It's a tribute to the cartoons and sci-fi of the 80s and 90s, and Nerdy Show is hell-bent on bringing it to life. Blocks sold separately. Join us as we document our quest from the moment lightning struck to every world-building session and beyond and make our crazy dream a reality. Roll with the pack at lightningdogs.com. The following program is presented by The Nerdy Show Network. Geeky programming for all nerds and otaku across the multiverse. All Nerdy Show programming is made possible by A Comic Shop, Orlando's number one comic shop and nerd destination. And with the generous support of listeners like you. To learn how you can support this and other fine geek programming, visit nerdyshow.com. Welcome, everybody, to the Wicked Anime Derby. At gate number one, we have the stupid, awesome analyst, John Star. At gate number two, we have the hard man with hearty opinions, Andrew. And at gate number three, we have our king baby duck, Evan. Gate number four is empty with our missing Elite Four, Derek, for today. It is going to be a great day for some racing, and let's get those bets into place. Here we go! <laughs> What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Wicked Anime Podcast. <laughs> That's yes. right. This is going to be an entire season of Uma Musume. Yeah. yeah. It's just horse girls, horse girls, horse girls, and more horse girls. Is there anything else to talk about? No. Nope. No. Nothing matters anymore. Yep. <laughs> this is life. Horse girls are life. So um, this episode, though, we actually are talking about some moderately new stuff it's new episodes but it's not new shows uh this season of anime in the spring season for 2018 there are a ton of shows that are returning for a second third fifth eighth thousandth season we're going to talk about it today because uh, there are quite a few of them and it's going to be pretty much the conversation is going to be set on these things because we don't have a lot of time today so uh let's go into what we are going to talk about first today we gotta ring that news bell it's been rung that's actually really loud in my headphones now that i realize that i'm actually in a different place now for those who uh didn't know i uh got a new apartment that i'm in and i'm in my new recording studio that i set up haha <laughs> yeah uh because I am about to not be a bachelor anymore. I have a place to live, and soon it will be a home for two. So, 
What is that about? <laughs> That's your bachelorhood just being sad. <laughs> All right. So but uh, but, uh, but you know what? A joke, joking aside, I'm going to be in the same situation, too, as people may know that I'm actually going to be moving in with Elite Four Derek. So probably in June, it's going to be a very similar situation where I'm going to sound a little bit differently. The echo is going to be very, very different. You guys are going to need some egg, uh, egg boxes, egg cartons, and plaster them to your walls. Yeah. Actually, I've tested my audio in this, and it is a big echoey room right now, but I have tested it, and it is pretty good. The recording that comes out pretty decent. I'm using my, the original Wicked Anime mic, which is good for one person, but not a lot of people. Uh, so what's the one news story we have? Well, Gunsmith Cats had a very successful Kickstarter. That's right, it did. Speaking of anime that's returning. Yes. Yeah. Interestingly enough. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What was so, the original goal? Like $75,000? Yeah. Yep. yep. And they made $300,000. Four times is that what the they, amount. They did, okay. Yeah, they, they made a lot of really sweet stretch goals. So... I'm really, really jazzed about that, and I've already put in for a whole bunch of really cool Kickstarter rewards. And it will, you know, help us buy the time for this new project that's surrounding Gunsmith Cats that's premiering, where, at Anime Central this year? Yes. Uh, uh, yeah. I believe so. I believe it was Anime Central that said that they were going to get that, and I hate them. <laughs> What's this going to be, what, like a five-minute pilot, and... Let it just be like a five-minute music video to Chicago's 25 or 6 to 4 to Gunsmith Cats. I, I'm i so excited. It's just, that's that's ridiculous. And we get a, so so with the stretch goals that we get for Gunsmith Cats, um, now we have an English commentary track for episode three featuring the voice actors uh, Amanda Wynn, Lee, and Kimberly Yates, which is really cool. Yes. And and we also get a sticker set for free. Now, everybody who uh, who participated in the kickstarter gets a sticker set which is also really neat because i love anything gunsmith cats anything gunsmith cats so and we've also got a new four-page manga by sonoda a postcard and even a how-to tutorial by the original author oh that is like mr yeah mr sonoda is doing a how to draw with gunsmith cats characters I'm like oh my gosh this is so great if you don't know if you haven't participated in anything gunsmith cats yet you're really missing out. Mm. Yeah, it's it's just fun. And I've been using that a lot this this season of anime because everything is just, like, fun, you know? Yeah, it's a fun season of anime this season thus far. Here's the thing. I wanted to have that classic look of a 90s anime. Well, that and if they can make it as... If, it, if this goes to Netflix, they can make it as violent and as whatever the heck the original violent uh, or gunsmith cast was because the ova was really really good but they didn't get into all the issues uh, that the characters had and all the violence like ultra violence and all the nudity and all the crazy prostitution that was going on in in the stories it was it was weird man i'm wondering uh, reading... if that's why we haven't gotten another tv adaptation because sonoto was waiting for like something like Netflix to come along where he could like go just off the rails with the craziness and insanity. Yeah, because you really couldn't uh, put it on TV normally with a, a regular series with all the content that he had in the original series. But so now, now we'll get, we'll get to see what they're actually planning on doing, and hopefully it'll be good. Hopefully it'll be good. Yeah. 
What's the um? So, actually, what's the studio that's act what's that's doing the reboot? Um, that I don't know. No, no, I, I'm pulling it up right now. It's oh. um, uh, Passion, P A S S I O N E. They are the guys who well, they did Citrus this past season. I know you guys weren't that big fans of that. They did. They are doing right now High School DXD Hero, which is another mm-hmm. returning show. I haven't watched any of that yet. And they did Roka, Brave of the Six Flowers, and um, that's the those are the ones that they did the main animation for. Huh. But the, well, I haven't I haven't seen Citrus, but everybody says it's really well done. So it's maybe well animated. Story wise, yeah. meh. <laughs> that's the best way well, to describe it. But yeah, total the total campaign uh, is is a lot. It's, it's three hundred thousand three hundred and twenty thousand five hundred and forty eight dollars out of seventy five hundred. Yeah, and I uh, think 75, that was, seventy five thousand. I think that made them reach all of their stretch goals. So yeah. it was overfunded yeah. enough to for everything to be on there. That's insane. So oh, and maybe also mention uh, because even though Ali Ford Derek isn't here with us. He's with us via the chat, and he wants us to remind uh, the listeners that Mayu Academia is actually coming to Toonami. Yeah, and we're getting the entirety of Season 3 English dubbed as well on Toonami. You see, here's what I think is going to happen. that By the time Season 3 finishes airing, Season 4 will already have started, and they can start airing that at the same time, too. Probably. Cool. For an insanely good program. Cool. So, shall we move on to what we're actually going to be talking about this episode? Yeah. Yes. Because it's going to turn into what we're watching. There's really not much else going on in the world right now that we that merits us talking about anything else. So, other than, you know, the important stuff of, hey, what are we watching? So, before we move on to what we're talk- the topic is, which is we're going to be talking about returning anime this season... I wanted to touch on a few shows that I finally got to watch that I didn't actually get to touch on last episode for the new season of anime. Mm-hmm. Uh, and f- the first one that I want to talk about is Magical Girl Sight. Uh, did any of you guys watch that? No, but as I said in a previous episode, I've heard a lot of messed up things about it. Yeah, I, w- so, I wanted to watch it, but I didn't. So I've been watching it, and it kind of feels like... Like, the first episode, I was just like, man... I think they're setting up this sympathetic character way too hard because they, it just escalates to the point where it just doesn't get better for her. And, and then it's just like, Oh, now you're a magical girl with a magical girl power, but you don't want to kill anybody, but you might have to, because that's what's happening. And episode one, where you mentioned Evan, Oh, people were getting so disturbed that they stopped watching it. I can kind of see that because it's like, oh, she gets abused at home, she gets abused at school, she gets abused everywhere, and nobody seems to care or do anything. Her teacher doesn't take any notice to it, or her as a person, and then, like, oh, she has a kitty, and guess what? If you show a cute little animal that she cares about, guess what's going to happen? Um, and that was all in the first episode, and then somebody tries to rape her, and it's just like, this... Like, I get it. You're trying to make it really messed up. I get it. It's kind of like the same thing with Magical Girl Raising Project that you were talking about. It was just like, ah, darkness, bad things. Yeah, like darkness and bad things. And, ooh, look, 
yeah, look how dark we're trying to be. Yeah, and but like, I feel oh. like the, I feel like they executed it very well in Magical Go Raising Project. Uh, I don't know, like, because I, I don't, I wouldn't say that they did it badly in this one either. I just, I, it's just weird. It's just so strange. Either way, uh, I've been watching it, and it's pretty good. It's it's semi-violent, where they show violent things happening, but you don't actually get to see them play out yet. Um, there's blood splatter, but there's no gore. And there's depression and, and like, sad, disgusting, violent, vomiting moments, and we don't know what's going on, And but it's, it's, it's all suggested. It's really an interesting concept for the show because they're not going the magical girl con or uh, what what was it? Um, magical girl rising, raising project, where, rising project where it was like this tournament. It's more of oh hey, there's magical girls, but now they some of them want to kill the other magical girls for their powers, which is different. So it's know. a magical girl Fortnite. <laughs> yeah yeah which i would um, actually play a magical girl Fortnite game uh so someday it's so far it's just another installment in the how depressing can we make magic girls uh and you know that's okay i i understand that it's a genre that's being played out and tested right now but again with with japan and their oversaturating of certain markets markets of oh this is really popular i'm gonna write a story too sure that should add this to the pile. And it's good. I'm going to keep watching it to see what happens. Is it going to be the best anime I watch this season? Probably not, but it's pretty good. It's pretty decent. Okay. Another one that I've been watching that before we started the show, it seems like nobody is watching this. This is one called Xi'an uh, Pin uh, Jiting, which is done by Big Firebird Cultural Media Company. So... Yeah, we should and, make the and, point that the reason why we're not watching it is because no one's licensed it, not even Crunchyroll. Yeah, but uh, but I've been seeing, I've been watching, I watched the first episode, and it's a 15-minute anime. So each episode runs 15 minutes long. It's about a household of kids, some of them, like, older than others, who all have these weird powers because mad scientists worked on them who they referred to as mom and dad. I don't think any of them are actually blood related. I think they were all part of the same scientific facility and they all escaped together after the mad scientists got arrested for experimenting on humans. They all live under one house. The only one who's normal is the youngest of them. I don't know how old he is. He's like between ages 10 and 13. Uh, he takes care of all of them. And tries to deal with them and their powers and cope with their lifestyle while also trying to fix them and find a cure for them. And, you know, you have different personalities. You have a really mean older sister who's like the tough girl. You have the floaty airheaded sister who's like, oh, okay. You have the Kudere uh, sister who all she likes to do is read books because she doesn't like to go outside because she can read minds. So outside is way too loud for her. And then you have uh, the oldest brother who can turn into a dog and doesn't have any manners. Um, it's really interesting. I Sounds really like enjoyed... a weirder version of Kiran Kazuko Niki. Yeah. Yeah, kind of. I, I really enjoyed it, the first episode. I, I thought it was cool. I thought it was going to be a funnier show than what it was, and it's not at all. It's totally serious, and it's kind of depressing at times. 
Um, but I like the characters. I think the characters are, are sorted out pretty great. And that's what's kind of holding it together. So I'm looking forward to the next episode. I'm looking forward to episode three, actually. And I haven't I haven't seen episode two, but apparently episode episode two came out. And episode three is coming out pretty dang soon. So, cool. Uh, next up in shows that are new this season and we didn't get to talk about last time was Professor Layton. Did anybody watch Professor Layton? Again, no. that's another show that hasn't been brought over here. Like, I, I'm guessing. Okay. I'm betting Netflix has it. I bet they're they're gonna have it and I, release it. I later. think that I think that is what's gonna happen. I think uh, Professor Layton's going to Netflix. Didn't Funimation uh, release a Professor Layton movie a while ago? Viz Media know. did. Oh. Uh, but I have to say, it's pretty cute. It's it's pretty good. I, I like I like how charming it is. Isn't it like ba- like starting her like Professor Layton's daughter? Yes. So, it's about Professor Layton's daughter. Uh, Professor Layton went missing, or left her, uh, or left her in, are they in Scotland or London? I forget. Uh, either way, uh, they're in the U- they're in the United Kingdom somewhere. So she's running the show. Nobody really, it was funny because the first episode came in. She's like, oh, I'm here to talk to Professor Layton. She's like, yeah, I'm Professor Layton. And I was like, no, 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 I'm here to talk to your dad. And it's like, oh, I run the show. And he's like, no, you don't. You know, and, and it's kind of like, this, like, no, I'm really, I'm his daughter and I run the show around here. It's pretty funny. And hmm. it was, it was cute. I, I enjoyed the dynamic between the characters. The characters are really nice. But mostly it's for fans of Professor Layton. In the same way that Monster Hunter, uh, Monster Hunter Riders was an anime for Monster Hunter fans. But even that was kind of like, eh, it's okay. You know, I, I fell off of Monster Hunter Riders. But overall, that's that's all I really have to say about that. <laughs> you need to get a saddle for your monster that you're riding so you don't fall <laughs> off your Monster Hunter Riders. Monster Hunter Riders for the 3DS, however, is freaking awesome. Just saying. Yeah, right, just sail well, past that joke. Sure, okay. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, just... Um, <laughs> Well, to be fair, Crunchyroll also fell off of Monster Hunter Riders. They don't even air the new episodes of it anymore. Wait, are you serious? I'm serious. They stopped, like, five episodes oh. into the second season. I did not know that. But hmm. uh, is that it for shows that, that, that you're watching for new ones? Uh, yes. Because That's... I have the new show from Dogakoba, the same studio that did New Game, Umaru-chan, and Gabriel Dropout, which is... an an original anime series called Tada Never Falls in Love. Okay. So it's about this guy, Tada, who has never known the concept of love, and he runs into this foreigner. Her name's Teresa. And no, she's not American. She's from some fake European country. I actually had to check to make sure it was a fake European country, and it (laughs) is. And basically, she starts going to his high school, and they start to build a friendship over not just this girl's love of this famous Japanese TV show, but also with Tada's hobby, which is photography. It's not as uh, cutesy-wootsy, as I would like to say, as like some of the other shows from Dogakoba that we like watching. Uh, there is a little bit more of a realistic look in its appearance than something like New Game or Umaru-chan, but it is still kind of an adorable show to watch especially episode three where the whole basically the whole episode is told from the perspective of tada's cat hmm 
It's really well written. It's licensed by Sentai Filmworks. It's very enjoyable. You don't quite know why Teresa is here in Japan and why she transferred over to the high school or why she has someone guarding her at all times, but I reckon that she may be like the princess of this country or however it is. That's my guess on what what it could be. But it's very enjoyable, it's very funny, and it's definitely something that I'm very glad I jumped into or read about because it I do recommend people check it out. Cool. Plus it's Dogakoba. Like, although like something like Gabriel Dropout had its flaws, like Dogakoba rarely goes wrong when it comes to the reanime series. Cool. I like it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, I and I just found out that uh, Xi'an Pin uh, Jiting that I was talking about mm-hmm. uh, with the with the the kids who live as experiments in the house. Yes. Uh, episode two did air, but nobody had not even the download sites have that. Just just so you know, mm-hmm. if you want to look for it, I have no idea where it is. All so right. good luck. All right. Which now actually <laughs> that's, reminds. That's sad. <laughs> Which now, I don't know why it reminded me, but let's talk about Agretzko. Oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, we did forget to talk about Agretzko. I love Agretzko. Me too. It's so great. <laughs> it's so relatable, too. She's like a freaking spirit animal. <laughs> she She's adorable, and I love her. And I feel so bad for her because her job is awful. Yep. And it's just... It's it's really really it's charming. It's super charming, and it doesn't take long to watch any episode at all. I marathoned so. through the entire series in like two hours. Wow, two hours even? That's good. Mm. Yeah, I yeah I highly recommend Gretzko. It's it's super cute, super charming. Love it. Mm-hmm. Now please Netflix give us season two. <laughs> I don't know. I know you just came out with season one, but I'm just saying, green light a second season. This is a hit. Come on, people have been waiting for this. Uh, the the topic that we actually want to talk about this episode is the returning season, right? The returning shows this season. Yes. And there are some good ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you, Evan, if you want to just go down that list that you rang off to us beforehand, like we just... All right, so we've got Amantu Advance, Food Wars the Third Plate, Gegege no Kitaro, Lupin the Third Part 5, My Hero Academia Season 3, Ninja Girls Save My Master Season 3... And those are the ones that I'm watching, but of course there's also uh, Cutie Honey Universe, there Mm -hmm. is the new Full Metal Panic, there's the new High School DxD, there's a lot of returning series this season alone. Yeah, it's it's interesting, well, and it's interesting that uh, we say series, because there's returning series, as in they haven't aired in ages, like since the 80s or the 90s. Right. And then there's just sequel seasons, which are season three, season whatever. You know, it's 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 pretty cool. A lot of returning stuff, which is interesting. Well, let's start with a Manchu. Yeah. yeah. So charming. Yeah. So, so charming. I'm glad to see this back. It's really interesting to see how quickly the characters have developed from the first season. Mm-hmm. The second season, they've developed beyond their characters. Like, I mean, um, uh. Hikari has turned into this otherworldly character. She was that Muppet character in the first season, but now she's got these really human characteristics that turn her more into something that's just a cartoon character. 
But we're not saying that in a bad way. It, it makes her a very expressive character and probably one of um probably one of the best like female protagonists when it comes to like slice of life Iyashiki programming. Because that's what this is. It's an Iyashiki. It's a very relaxing show to watch. And I'm glad that they brought it back for a second season. And I like how much we're seeing uh, the character of Teko advance, especially when it comes to her learning about, you know, diving on her own and trying to figure out how to go from one place to another and back without getting lost. Or even the concept of night diving. And what I like about the show, too, is that she realizes what her flaws are when it comes to this sort of stuff. And she is working to, you know rid herself of these flaws. But then you have the character Picari who reminds her, don't push yourself too much. Otherwise you're not going to enjoy diving as much as you are right now. Yeah. So it's just such a heartwarming show. Like it's, there's a reason why that the show was on the original series was on my top 10 list of anime of 2016, because it is seriously really good. And I'm actually surprised no one's picked it up yet for a home video release. I, I know Crunchyroll's got it, but I've not heard if Funimation is going to be part of the deal or that, or if someone else is going to pick it up. But yeah, it's definitely that's worth really interesting. It's definitely worth grabbing when whenever it does come out. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, and it's more of the same. If you like the first season, if you saw it, then you'll like the second season. Uh, I, I think that there's more there's more character in this one, though. Yeah, personally. What I like, too, is that they can take a concept, like an episode basically about nothing, and they can make it into like something very enjoyable. We haven't seen it yet with this one, but I always look at the episode of Amanchu, where it's just Pikari just traveling on a train just so she can see these beautiful flowers for like 10 seconds as they're driving by, and then going back. And then it was the game of um, uh, 1, 2, 3... You're it, or Red Light, Green Light. Mm-hmm. And it was basically yeah. an episode about nothing, but it was still, like, amazing that they were That was one of, probably one of my favorite episodes. I know, it was such an my interesting too. character study. Just such a good, yeah, just, it was fun to watch, and nothing happened. And it was only, like, three background drawings that they had to do that they kept interchanging between. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so, with Amanchu Season 2 coming back, I, I agree, it's... If, if you like the first season, definitely check out the second season. If you haven't seen the first season, definitely check out the first season and then watch the second season. Yeah. And now here's because I feel like we may be transitioning to this next show. And I feel like I could do it this way is that the downside is because of how beautiful a Manchu advance is. You could tell that Food Wars at third plate second core is taking a bit of a budget cut when it comes to its animation. Yeah, I don't know what's going on with with the Food Wars budget, but I think it's because they know people are going to watch it because it's popular now, and it's good. It's still, but you're absolutely right. the uh, The animation is just so lackluster. I don't know what's going on with it. It's lackluster, and I feel like it's not as bright. Like I remember the first two seasons just being so bright with color, and this is kind of uh, tinted, as it were. I'm not so so sure about that. I I feel like that that the look of it is still the same. It's just uh, for me, there are so many more scenes with static faces with talking heads, and I I don't remember that being in the first season. I could be wrong. I like I feel like I have to go back and 
And no, 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 you're absolutely right because I, you know, I've written in my reviews of Food Wars about just how amazing the animation was in there and I feel like JC staff is just trying to save the animation budget for those like clothes exploding reactions that you see in yeah, Food Wars. Like that's much. when the show's good is what you see out of the food or when people's clothes explode. Do they, do they bring the Amanchu team over for that part? The show's still good. I still watch it. But oh yeah, it's, just... it's still good. It's still it, it's still very enjoyable. But when you compare it, compare this production of JC Staff's Food Wars to JC Staff's production of Amanchu, there there's a lot more budget going into Amanchu than Food Wars. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this one is one that I'm actually very excited about because this is the first time. It's come here in America, and seeing as I talked about like the Laughing Salesman uh, last year and Magical Circle Guru Guru in the summertime, I, I felt it was appropriate that I wrote about this in our Must Watch article, which I hope maybe by the time people hear this, they could read it, and that is Gegege no Kitaro. Now, Gegege no Kitaro has been around since the early, I would say the late 50s for the comic, but like... Every decade since the 1960s, there has been an anime adaptation for it. One in the 60s, one in the 70s, in the 80s, and 90s. In the 2000s, there were two different adaptations. One's for kids and one for adults. And now this is probably the sixth or seventh incarnation of Gegege no Kitaro. And if you ever want to see where... I, w- I would actually go so far as to say where you see where Jinji Ito gets some of his creature ideas you look at the Giga Geno Kitaro because you see really? a lot of the inspiration to that I thought because... this was like a comedy oh it is oh it is okay. it's a kid right. show okay okay Giga Geno Kitaro is a kid show but like this has been around since the 1960s it was spooking kids but it was making kids enjoy learning about yokai and traditional monsters like yokai watch wouldn't exist without Giga Geno Kitaro because of how popular Gigi no Kitaro helped to continue on with the mythos of yokai of like of like traditional storytelling mm-hmm. as a side to uh, Junji Ito as you were mentioning before uh, we did get a fan service piece from uh, our wicked fan Scott over in the UK who sent which I'll put a link in the description for he sent us a video of the uh, mangaka from uh, who did Monster. He is a. He also has a YouTube show where he interviews other mangaka. And there was an episode that just came out about Junji Ito, and uh, and they sat together. And the way that the show works is they record a mangaka doing his work, and then the mangaka and the interviewee sit down and watch the video together and they talk about it. So there's a whole video on um, on Junji Ito's process and how he develops stories. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Which by I the did way, have that I, in my I, I, in my queue. I um I had no idea how handsome Junji Ito was. I always pictured him being like this balding like guy in his late fifties, looked like he never slept for more than three hours at a time. Oh yeah, he's totally well, normal. 
Yeah, which well, kind of. Except when you when you see the pictures of him not smiling, like it's like, why are you taking a picture of me? He, he kind of looks like a serial killer. Which you're like, oh, okay, I get it. <laughs> okay. Um, but uh, yeah, no, he he's a totally normal guy. And I mean, if you read his biography, you know the Junji Ito's cats yes. cat diary one. I mean, that's what he looks like. You know, that's why that's why it's so funny is because he just looks like a dude, and. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so I, I'm, I got, I have that, uh, YouTube video in my queue and I, uh, I'm, I'm, I totally plan on watching it because man, I love watching anything Junji Ito. He's cool. yeah. the man. I watched the first 10 uh, minutes of it or so before we started recording this and it was, it was, it was good to watch. It was fun. Now, you know uh, what? I was just about to say, you know what I totally forgot to talk about before we started talking about this was Wotaku. Oh, Wotaku. The, yeah. That was a show that uh, that I didn't get to talk about last episode. You know, I was wondering if somebody was going to bring that up because I know that you did watch it, but I hadn't watched it either, and I knew that that was a new show. So yeah, Wotaku Nikoi wa Muzikashi. It it seems like a good concept for a show. It is okay. So as of right now, there's two episodes out of the as of this recording. And I've I've watched those first two episodes, and they are fantastic. Again, it's about older people who are trying or are in a romantic relationship, trying to figure things out for themselves as old, like not high schoolers, you know. And it's really nice. I hope the show stays on the same path that it's currently on right now. Otherwise, it could do some things that totally ruin it for me. Like in in a, in a way that I I really enjoyed. Uh, recovery of an MMO junkie. That I thought they did that really nice. This is also in that realm of wow. This is really well done so far, and I really like these characters. These characters are hilarious. These characters are charming, and they're awkward, and they're otaku. And you know, you get to go. You get to see them play Monster Hunter, and you get to see them go to animate and look at books and look at manga and look at doujinshi and. It's got this really, really nice feeling to it of, hey, we're normal people who work in the real world. I can't let people fi- find out that I'm, on, I'm an otaku. Holy crap, these people are also otaku. I highly recommend it. Highly, highly, highly recommend it. If I wasn't writing about comic girls in the uh, Wicked Anime article on Nerdy Show, I'd totally be writing about otaku. All right. So definitely check it out. Cool. And that's on Amazon Prime. Yeah, okay. But, uh, all right. I wasn't quite finished with Gigi no Kataro though. Oh, okay. Well, the one of the fu- one of the things I wanted to bring up about Gigi no Kataro is that the very first episode actually makes fun of something that we talked about on an episode of Wicked Anime, which was the whole Logan Paul incident. Okay. Oh. So basically, the the first person that gets like captured by like a ghost is like a Logan Paul kind of person who actually is like smashing up Japanese artifacts and one of them was holding together this what? curse it was, wow. was holding this uh this thing that what what do you call it, the talisman that was keeping a curse at bay Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. And he breaks it. And then he's running out in the streets of Japan with like his stupid little iPhone going, Oh, look at me. Look at this. Oh, oh it's so famous <laughs> on YouTube right now. And all of a sudden he gets turned into this blood tree. And it's so gruesome how it happens, but it's done so that where it's gruesome, but it's still kid friendly. Huh. So if you want to see an anime tackle the whole Logan Paul incident, watch the first episode of Giga Gendo Kitaru. But Is this on Crunchyroll? Yes, it is on Crunchyroll. And it's uh, from Toy Animation, the same people who do Dragon Ball Super, Sailor Moon, all those people. It looks really good. I love the voice acting. And... I'm excited because I've known about Giga Gino Kentaro for well over a decade. Like, I remember being in Japan, uh, staying at my friend's family's place in Katsukebe, and his little niece was watching TV, and it was Giga Gino Kentaro, and I remember watching watching it with her, and it's this, like, it's this kid who's got, like, his hair, like, covering half of his face, and then <laughs> this little tiny eyeball. I think it was, like, the eyeball... The eyeball guy was trying to teach his teach Kitaro how to ride a bike, and it turns out that the eyeball guy was his dad. And it, this is like this is what my friend was telling me as I'm watching this show over there. It's just, oh, oh, oh! This show is about Japanese monsters. The little little eyeball guy is the big kid's dad. I'm like, okay, it seems <laughs> cool. interesting enough. But I'm excited that this is over here because. This was one of, like, the most popular franchises over in Japan. And for it to finally be brought over to America is really great. Like, you could put Gekigeno Kataro on the same level as Tetsuwan Atom and Osumatsukun as, like, pedestals when it comes to, like, famous anime and famous manga as well. Hmm. I, I just added it to my Crunchyroll list. I'm, I'm very interested now. Okay. Which, speaking of other famous manga that's returning this year, Lupin the Third Part 5. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> so, this feels like it's the very first one where it's taking place in a modern era. So now we have not just Inspector Zenigata looking for Lupin. You've got, like, the whole internet-crazed world looking for Lupin. Like, Everybody's a cop now. And Lupin is Lupin Jigen and Golimon and this girl that they help escape, Ami, who's this like really big hacker. It's them being on the run from the entire world. It's really funny. It's extremely exciting and action packed. It's basically when when Lupin the Third came back a couple years ago with the whole Italy season, like that was amazing. This one, I feel like, is actually one-upping that one. This could be, like, the very best Lupin the third season ever concocted. You know, so long as it ends on a very high note. Wow. That is bold. 
Oh, did did either of you guys watch New Lupin yet? I no. don't, I don't watch Lupin typically. Yeah, I, I haven't been following Lupin for a while. Yeah, okay. I think the last time I watched Lupin the Third was for the woman called Fujiko Mine, and I wasn't really a fan. It was a very different series, but these are more in the traditional Lupin the Third sort of vein. Fujiko yeah. Mine, I feel like was a it was it's trying to be Lupin, but told in a very uh, sexploitation sort of fashion. That was the start of the reboot era for anime. I don't think they were rebooting much anime before that one happened. But then as soon as that did happen, then there was this huge boom in bringing all these old anime back. Right. Well, it's no di- well think about like all the sitcoms that have come back here to America that have been rebooted. We've got well, new seasons I mean, of that's Mystery Science it. Theater, new Will and Grace, new Roseanne. I'm not saying all of them are good, but I'm just stating the fact that reboots are the thing. Yeah, well, that's what I mean. It seems like Japan caught wind of the nostalgia effect of <laughs> of the Americas. They saw us. They saw us producing nostalgia goggles, and they're like, "Well, we can make nostalgia goggles too, but better." Yeah, they shoot lasers. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so okay, about a show that we could all talk about. Let's talk about My Hero Academia season three. Yeah, uh, this is probably one of the last returning shows that I actually watched. It's, I think, it's awesome. Me too. So, now, here's here's the thing. <laughs> um, I know Derek had huge issues with the fact that there was a recap episode mixed in with some new footage for the beginning of the first episode that we saw. Because we saw the, <sighs> the real first episode premiere at Anime Boston. And can you and imagine how pissed off people would have been if that was the episode that they aired instead? <laughs> that would have been a the... huge mistake. Yeah. Now, the, the for me, who reads the and keeps up with the manga as it's released in America, uh, I already know how season three is going to end. But for me, seeing that recap episode with the new footage was great. It was like the first yeah. episode and the at the end of season two, I d- had read the manga and I knew what was going to happen. So seeing the Fruppy episode was 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 cool. You know, yeah, yes. I agree. I agree with that. And now we have the swimming episode that had mostly recap. Yeah, I, I fast-forwarded through all the recap stuff, but I saw the new footage, uh, which was a bit refreshing. And now we're on to the stuff that I've seen again. Uh, I'm really looking forward to, to it being animated because it's awesome. And I've, I've – I mean, heck, I've watched season one three times through already in both Japanese and English. And so that just goes to show that I'm willing to watch and read this series over and over again. Yep, I agree. I agree, um, too. I can't, wait. I can't wait to see this season eight animated because there's, there's some amazing stuff coming up this season. And I, I really enjoy it. Uh, now, stuff coming further ahead is also pretty amazing. <coughs> as if, if For people who read the manga, you already know this. Um, and I'm not talking about the people who read the scanlations online. I'm, I'm talking about real people who buy manga and, and support artists. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. But A reminder of what we talked about last week. That's right. <laughs> uh, it's It's... It's good, guys. Just, yeah, I can't wait. I can't wait to see what they do with... And we we have a... this. And that also means we have a lot of My Hero Academia ahead of us. A lot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and we know that because it's so popular, the popularity is through the roof for that show. We're just going to keep getting it. It's just going to keep coming. Yeah. Now, I can't remember uh, how fast the events move in My Hero Academia because I had to wait months at a time for uh, the volumes to come out. So it felt like that the events were longer. But I'm guessing – how many episodes are we having this season? Is it 13? Uh, 26. I don't know. 
We're getting 26 yeah, episodes. 25 or 26 episodes. Holy cow. That's going to go far. Yeah, I don't know. I, yeah, it it might. <laughs> well, you know, if season if season four has to have some more original episodes like the Froppy ones, and if it could be as good as the Froppy ones, I'd be okay with that. Yeah. I, I, I feel yeah, like My Hero no. Academia could handle filler okay, unlike like Naruto or Bleach. I feel like, like I said, you could take characters and create a whole universe just with each character, and I'm pretty sure you could do something like that with a filler episode. Yeah, uh, and actually, I'm actually one, I, I didn't like Bleach's filler episodes, but I did like Naruto's episode, but My Hero Academia's filler episodes are far superior. Far superior. Yeah. So. I think that's, it. the only other one that, that returned that I did watch is Ninja Girl and Samurai Master, which is a really funny three-minute short show about this little ninja girl and her serving Oda Nobunaga. And it's still really funny, but I forgot how legit bloody and gory it gets when you watch the action sequences like it's weird because it's so cute when you're watching her like start slaying and then all of a sudden the whole screen's filled with blood and people's limbs falling off but it's still drawn in that really cute style yeah it's it's a really funny show i actually haven't caught up with it in a a long time but i i do know what you're talking about because i watched the first season of it and it is really good, and I would really like to catch up on it at some point. I don't know if I Each if episode, I will, three but... minutes long. You could watch I probably know. the rest of the series in an hour and a half. Well, and uh, I do want to say, you said that this is the last one, but you did forget one show that returned that you didn't mention yet. Let me see. Which is, which is Cutie Honey. Yeah, but I never watched Cutie Honey. Oh, you haven't? No, I haven't had time, oh. dude. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you had. I watched the first half of the first episode. Okay. So how so how about that? <laughs> I'd say that you have about 15 minutes to tell us about. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's there's a lot of lesbians. Oh my gosh. It is like it is just like lesbians the anime. There's no there is no female character in that show that like that does not have in that is not in love with another female character. I tell you what. Like legit So this or... show has proven you wrong. There are such things as lesbians in the anime. Yeah. <laughs> no, they're just really good friends or cousins. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I know the history of Kitty Honey. I really do want to watch it. But so I'll still plan to check it out. Maybe even more so now that you said that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's it's super weird. Uh, but it's going to I die. Mean, I, it's yeah. To be no. Weird. See, and and that's that's why I'm watching it. I'm watching it because it's going a guy and I like going a guy. Do I like Yuri? Eh, not so much. It doesn't really do anything for me. But um but I like Cutie Honey and I like going a guy, you know. Uh so and it's just funny to see it upgraded because it's not like they're rehashing the show and being like, "Oh, and this is Cutie Honey and this is it's legitimately just picking up in the middle of Cutie Honey." The first episode starts off there's a villain and she just makes monsters like a normal Cutie Honey episode. And Cutie Honey goes off and meets these characters that she already knows who they are. And they're like, oh, Cutie Honey, we need your help. And she goes and does her thing. And 
there's no origin adventure. They're not starting over. It's just more Cutie Honey. It's a new Cutie Hunter. It's called Cutie Honey Universe. It's just the next series. Yeah. It's it, pretty it, interesting. It's kind of like how it was with the, the manga that I reviewed, a Cutie Honey A Go-Go. It doesn't talk about... I mean, it touches a bit about her origins, but it's just another episode of Cutie Honey. It's just another adventure with Cutie Honey. But there's nothing that's being like, ooh, we're going to reboot this entire thing. No, it's just a continuation of sorts. I'll bet with yeah. some minor differences. Now, is she... Is she a android? Yes. Cuz they don't really mention a whole lot about that. And 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 I and I know that the description of the show is oh, superpower android created by blah 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 blah. And but I I I just find it so weird that there's so many people who are in love with a lesbian or so many lesbians in love with an android. And this I, is I, Japan. I, I, Remember what they build over there. <laughs> Because I mean, she's not a cy- she's not a cyborg. She's an android, so she's a robot. You know, if she was if she was a cyborg, let me repeat. Like, oh, okay. This is Japan. <laughs> <laughs> Remember what they build over there. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. It's if they're, if they're gonna make Yuri androids, then that then they should just be a little bit more clear about what the relationships between real humans and humans and androids are. I don't, I don't know. Whatever. But everybody's a lesbian. Everybody's a lesbian. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Are there any guys in the series, too? Yeah, there's, like, two. And they're lesbians? <laughs> yes. Yes, they are. In fact. They are, in fact, lesbians, because... They like girls. <laughs> I just think it... Well, I just... Yeah, I just think it's so funny that the police... Com- I don't know if it's the, the detective or the commissioner that he's always ta- that she's always working with is always not sexually harassing her, but verbally sexually harassing her, like... Like, oh... He's always, like, saying, oh, I would like to put my face there, too. And somebody's always like, what did you just say? He's like, oh, nothing. Kind of a deal. <laughs> and, uh... This and show would not fly in America. <laughs> no, not at all. We'd have a bunch of people, like, picketing and burning down banks and throwing bricks through windows like idiots. Um, <laughs> and, uh... I don't know. It's weird because I, I, I feel like everybody is in love with cutie honey but she's not in love with like she's not a she's not a lesbian and she's not straight she's just an android but everybody's in love with everybody in the show it's just so weird <laughs> wouldn't that mean that cutie honey doesn't have a gender because robots don't have genders <laughs> well, well she does have a well she does have a heart so she has <laughs> feelings and emotions this is true she does doesn't that's brain doesn't a brain give you feelings and emotions <laughs> are you talking metaphorically evan <laughs> Who cares, horse girls? <laughs> he makes a valid point. He makes a very valid point. <laughs> I can no longer argue because horse girls do exist now. <laughs> I think that's it on my. Okay, I feel like that's it on my end because I don't because I haven't watched the new High School DXT yet because I'm still. Uh, halfway through the third season, and I have yet to watch a single episode of Full Metal Panic. Oh, that's right. I forgot those. Did yeah, no, I, I I haven't even seen the first series of Full Metal Panic. So that's what know. I've never. I recall watching maybe one episode of Fumafu, but that's it. What what what's Fumafu? That was like the one that came between the first season and the second season. It was them redoing the first season, but being just a straight up comedy. Hmm. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, I remember that. That was weird. It was weird, <laughs> but I remember liking it, but not enough for me to continue on. Right. Do we have anything else on the table? Do we have manga recommendations or anything on that? 
or anything along those lines. Do you? I always have manga recommendations. Yes. I mean, I just... Well, I don't. I can't remember if I talked about that I finished the third volume of Promised Neverland. Did I tell you guys No, this? you did not tell us that. So I finished it, and it's still just so amazing. And the way that the third Promised Neverland ended... Oh, oh, it makes it's it's so unfair that I have to wait two months for the next one to come out. And yes, I know that scanlations exist and that the story is way ahead of what we have here in America. But that's what makes it nice that we only have to wait two months instead of having to wait six to ten months, like Monster Masume. Monster Masume takes forever. Um, so guys, if I haven't told you enough already. I'm telling you right now that one of my newest, most favorite mangas that I'm reading is Promise Neverland. You have to read it. It's so good. Uh, The way that Volume 3 ended, I was just so jazzed. So jazzed. It was so exciting and made me upset that I have to wait. So that's my manga recommendation for that. I don't think I'm actually actively reading any manga right now. Yeah, I'm not either. But um, I'm gonna start pick. I'm gonna start picking more up because Evan, I know you just got a bunch of manga. Yes. Uh, so I did read the first volume of New Game, and apparently New Game goes really quickly compared to the anime version. So, like the first volume of New Game covers like the first six episodes of the anime series. Like they That's they really added cool. things in the anime that aren't in the manga. Hmm. Yeah, well, I mean, they had to make a uh, you know a half hour episode out of that series, which is a little tough. What but do they, they cut out? Do they, they cut out? Job, of course. Yeah, do they oh, cut yes. out like the tech jargon or the process of making the game, or do they cut out all of the lesbian relationships? Uh, I feel like they cut out a bit of the tech jargon. Yeah, the lesbian stuff is all there, of course. <laughs> <laughs> they're not lesbians; they're just good friends. Yeah, or see, cousins. again, yeah, New Game is a really good example. Call of that, it for of, life! Of that thing. It's just like, in anime, there's no such thing as lesbians. Everybody's just good friends with their cousins. <laughs> <laughs> but um, the other one that I read, uh, speak, speaking of lesbians... <laughs> you got to be kidding me. <laughs> yeah, yes. I actually tweeted about this, and our friend, our new friend that we made at Anime Boston, Sloan the Female Otaku actually ran to her library and within an hour of me tweeting about it, grabbed it from her library and started reading it herself. And it's the book, My Lesbian Experience with Loneliness. This is the, this is the manga that won the best manga award at the Crunchyroll, the Crunchyroll, Crunchyroll Awards this past year. Are you drunk? I gotta be honest. It probably won because it's about lesbians. It's actually really good. Like, yeah. although it's called My Lesbian Experience with Loneliness, I actually, I personally relate to a lot of the things that, that this person went through. It's when yeah. it came to, like, trying to find somebody or dealing with, like, sorts of... Dealing with feeling like she's at the bottom of the barrel and needing to crawl out of it. Dealing with, like, loneliness and sadness and form, forms of depression... Like I said in my tweet, you could be straight, bi, gay, trans, asexual, any any gender, any sexual orientation, and you can like find something really relatable with what Nagata Kabi went through. Because this is actually an autobiography. It's it's not a fictional story. This person went on to to uh, Pixiv and just started drawing like manga, like day in her life sorts of things, and. Someone caught wind, told her that we'd love the stories that you were telling, gave her a publishing deal, and now she's, like, one of the biggest, like, 
indie mangaka out there right now, which is amazing for someone that was that went through what this person went through. Mm-hmm. I'll have to check it out. It's it's definitely worth checking out. It's it is a it is a mature title. It does deal with it does deal with a lot of you know sexual stuff, especially where she does lose her virginity to a an escort girl. Just just to warn you, but I like how it was presented, and it was done so in a very sort of uh, I want to say expressive and just real way. It wasn't like it was, it's not like dojined up, which is a thing that she actually brings up. Is like I'm not trying to tell my story and make it feel like a dojin. and it's it's. It's real interactions that that she showcases in this book. And I think it's really wonderful. And for those who are interested as well, uh, her sequel uh, book, My Solo Exchange Diary, is going to be coming out in June. And I would highly recommend looking out for that one as well. Good recommendations. It is. It's. 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 Yeah. I was wowed by this book. I mean, you, you look at it, I mean, you look at the cover and you think it's going to be funny and naughty. And while it's humorous, a lot of it is really serious. It's very... I don't well know. I saw, I saw the cover to it and I, I didn't get comedy out of it at all. Not even with I, I was like, in her eyes? I, I thought it looked depressing, to be completely honest. Okay. But didn't you get a third one as well? Well, yeah. Well, I haven't read it yet, but I did get the first volume of Laid Back Camp. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's what it was. Right. I have <laughs> not read it yet. Because I'm in the it's process, gonna be good. Yeah, I'm yeah. in the process of reviewing a bunch of other books because I did just post my review for My Boy. I mentioned Cutie Honey a Go Go, and I also <laughs> another lesbian Yuri rom com series. Well, not well. Yeah, this one's a rom com, Nameless Asterism, which I think could have potential of being a really good anime series if it is ever picked up by a production company. Basically, one of those stories about a girl who falls in love with her best friend, but then her best friend is in love with her their other best friend. So it's basically kind of a lesbian tri- love triangle sort of thing, and it's one trying to confess their feelings while the other one's trying to confess their feelings. It sounds kind of complicated when I talk about it, but when you read it, it's presented very well. Mm. So, uh, if that's everything, do we move on to some fan service now? Do we have fan service? We kind of mentioned all of it all. No, well, you you mentioned that uh, Scott had had uh, messaged us. Yes. Um, uh, Temsu also mentioned uh, messaged us. Okay. And uh, he just wanted to let us know that he was watching live action JoJo, and oh. he says he says that live action JoJo is very 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 good. This and is the he, one by Takashi Miike, right? Yes. I believe so. Yes, this is and the so one. He, this is the Diamond that's Unbreakable movie. Oh. Yeah, so he so he's highly recommending it to us, and whenever we get a chance to watch it, he says that we should watch live action JoJo. Oh, okay. So thank you very much, Tom I'm, I'm kind of surprised, but there's I have a mixture of surprise because I know that uh, Takashi Miike did an excellent job on the Ace Attorney movie, but you know we all have our worries and qualms about live action makes makes of things, you know, right. Which is understandable. I, I guess that that's just an American standpoint, because mm-hmm. our live action remakes of anime are terrible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> mm-hmm. 
And I know we're on different spectrums when it comes to our opinions on the live action film Metal Alchemist. I mean, I know one of you didn't like it. I really enjoyed it. It's one of those. I feel like it's one of those things where it's more acceptable over in Japan than it is over in America. Because they don't have such uh, such thing as child actors. <laughs> Next up, we have uh, Wicked Fan Gerardo. So Gerardo uh, was listening to our episode about normies at cons. Mm-hmm. And he said, I would like to mention to please ignore, uh, yeah, mention to please ignore people picketing outside of cons that brag about how you're, <laughs> you're going to hell for sinning via worshiping, in quotes, uh, anime comics and other event and other at the event instead of Jesus Christ. It's best to just ignore them and move on and enjoy your time. Uh, while they waste theirs and be assholes. See, we don't uh, really they, have that problem here in Boston. Yeah, that, well, that's what I was just no, getting to. we don't uh, have it. At, I, it I'd never seen I, one at Anime Boston. I've never seen him at PAX East either. Hang on one second. I'm gonna, he keeps going. Uh, he says, uh, they will say all, all of this in the name of God, but it's far from the truth. Mind you, I have nothing against religion or such, uh, or the such, but when you have people making fun of famous people that just passed away, like Stephen Hawking, for instance, and laugh how they're burning in hell now, uh, then people have completely thrown away their respect as humans and ascend to just uh, assholeness. And I agree. Yes. And what I told what I told Gerardo is uh, the way that I always put it is there are Christians and then there are people who just miss the point. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's more likely that people who are outside uh, with signs uh, at kids have never actually picked up a Bible in their lives and they are just going through ritualistic motions and doing what you know other people tell them to do without actually knowing what they're doing. Uh, they drank the you know, Kool-Aid I, without reading the ingredients. Right. And I I always bring up the video of Vic Mignogna, who was yelling at the crowds who were doing Jesus the same thing, saying, Jesus loves these kids. <laughs> That's the best you know, video I, ever. Well, yeah, I it's, love it's that. one of the best, like, best things ever. Well, and, and everybody knows that Vic Mignogna is a, a professing and, and an active Christian. So... Uh, so when you hear, see that kind of view, you know, somebody like Vic Mignogna and then these people who don't have any idea what they're doing, you know, it's just, you know, there's, there's this contrast and there's this battle amongst ourselves of trying to figure out who's really Christian and who isn't, you know, cause obviously these people have no idea what they're talking about. Um, right. and and this then, can also be uh, applied to all religions People who are Jewish, people who are Muslim, people who are Buddhist, who are Shinto, and even those who are not religious at all either. Uh, and I say, luckily, luckily, we don't have any of these crowds ourselves at Anime Boston or any of the Comic Cons that we have here. In the, I, I kind of suspect that this is more of a Western thing that happens, or, or at least uh, like Midwest and out. Yeah, because because I don't see that on this side of our country at all. But I mean, we also have, you know, also a very lot of, more democratic over here. Yeah, a little bit more liberal over here. Yeah. Um, I mean, the, we st- I uh, the only place I've actually seen people picking at things is outside of a House of Blues concert. Uh, really? Okay. Which is weird. Like, well, I won't say it's weird, but it's like, it's only at concerts where I see, like, these people showing up. I've never seen anybody pick at anything, to be honest. So. <laughs> Apparently, um, one of my friends went to see Ghost when they played at House of Blues a while back. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And a okay. bunch of them showed up. Huh. Um, Which, by the way, oh, new Ghost album's coming out in June. Prequel. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> and their new um, song's so good. So, uh, Gerardo actually continues. This is, wasn't the only thing he sent us. Gerardo says, after hearing you guys' t- uh, guys's take on how Uma Musume was created, I started thinking more along the lines uh, that they got the idea from My Little Pony, uh, which did air in Japan. 
To be more specific, the idea might ha- have come from the episode Running of the Leaves. Ponies race all around Ponyville so that their stomping on the ground shakes all the autumn leaves out the trees to prepare for winter. Uh, and the show is well known for its musical numbers. Someone must have watched this and said, yeah, we could do this as an, in an anime. And bam, Uma Masume was born. And you know what? I was like, that's, that's totally valid, Gerardo. You know, it's yeah. a valid point. You know, it's, it is a valid to... point. But if Elite Four Derek was here, he would actually be going into how everything you see in Uma Masume is basically something you would actually see in a horse competition. Including, yeah, including the dancing and singing. <laughs> including the idol concert. Yes! Yeah. And the dresses. Cantering. And the, uh, apparently the uphill racing. Which yes. is in Europe and further east from America, not in here in America. Uh, mm-hmm. Derek did mention that there was one course somewhere in America where there was downhill racing, which sounds like a lot of broken horse ankles. And but- glue. What and, and yeah, and glue. Um, but if, I, I guess that uphill racing is a big thing in in. That's Europe. really interesting. I didn't know that. Yeah, I didn't either. But but anyway, thanks for your contribution, Gerardo. That I I that's pretty funny. I, I mean, you have that one episode of My Little Pony, and My Little Pony is, is popular also in Japan. Do they have bronies in here. Japan? Oh yeah, they do. Yeah. Um, I don't know if it's to the same degree that we have here, but a little bit more calmer uh, than here. Yeah, probably, but I mean, our but our bronies here aren't really that different. Like, because bronies to me, t- dude, to me, bronies are like one of the chillest fan bases out there at the moment. You know, <laughs> it's just at like if you want to be a brony, let's, 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 that's let's, awesome because <clears throat> you're not going to be spitting in buckets. <laughs> uh, don't remind me. I, I can't believe Viz Media announced that they're going to be releasing Homestuck on. In, in manga yeah. form. I'm like, right? why I saw didn't that you just let this die? <laughs> I saw that too. And I was just like, oh man, no way. Um, but anyway, yeah, so that was that was most of our fan service. I don't think we had anything else. If we did, I'm very sorry, everybody. <laughs> uh, well, I will say that, um, well, you could read my review of this on the Electric Sisterhood site, but Gal Gun 2 was very enjoyable. Not as strong as Double Piece was, but... Great story, fun gameplay, and some great usage of having alternate endings in a very visual novel sort of style. Hmm. Very nice. You guys should do- um, I know you guys have the other code for that. I hope you guys do like a wicked Anna play for it, because I think you guys would have a ball with it. Yeah. Jonathan, I think your new setup at your new apartment is probably better suited than mine, which is not good at all. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure Christine will love it. <laughs> well, you just, have to, you just have to play it before Christine moves in. Yeah. So. <laughs> so I think that's everything we have. So we're just going to go into some shameless plugging. So if you guys would like to talk to us about what you guys are watching and what you guys think is your favorite, either returning or not returning this season, you can email us at wickedanimereviews at gmail.com. That's wickedanimereviews, all one word, at gmail.com. You can also find us at facebook.com slash wickedanime, where you can post whatever you want to us because we post whatever we want to you guys. And, you know, you can send us comments, you can send us messages, whatever. We always enjoy using Facebook. That's where we're most active. And uh, it's the easiest way to connect with all of you. And, of course, you can find our podcast on iTunes and Stitcher and Google and Podchasers and other places where you can find all your podcasting needs. 
uh, if you're not listening to us on nerdyshow.com slash wickedanime. And hey, you can also find our videos at nerdyshow.com slash wickedanime, uh, as well as youtube.com, where you can subscribe to us. And I believe we have a lot of our Anime Boston stuff in the works, so you can keep your eyes out on that as it slowly gets produced by us and we slowly send our footage to Anime Boston so that we can keep doing press with them as we love doing every year. Uh, and, of course, you can find us on all social medias. You can tweet us at Yo Wicked Anime. You can find us on Tumblr. You can find us on, uh, as we just mentioned, Wicked Anna Play at Twitch. And I believe that's everything. Evan? So, for the Boston Bash Brigade stuff, for the recent news, reviews, podcast episodes, and videos featuring members of the Boston Bastard Brigade, you can find us at www.b3crew.com. If you have any questions, comments, or if you're in a band and want to be featured on our No Borders, No Race podcast show, you can write to us at thebastards at bostonbastardbrigade.com. You can follow me on Twitter at kingbabyduckesh, on the J-pop, anime, and video games amino pages at kingbabyduckesh, and on Tumblr at b3crew.tumblr.com. Like us on Facebook.com slash Boston Bash Brigade and Facebook.com slash Land of Ash. And don't forget about all the other sites under the Land of Ash, including the Electric Sisterhood, Phil's Recap and Review, and Smashdruck. And as Andrew and John Starr also said, we are in the midst of finishing up our Anime Boston 2018 coverage. Just got a couple more podcasts to go. And the video interviews I did with G-Kids, Funimation, Sentai Filmworks, and High Dive. Great. All right. So, I know this episode was a little short for you guys. In the next episode, I'm sure that there will be a lot more content to share with you. A lot more news stories and everything like that. And I think that we might be uh, heading back into a more direction now that we... Uh, a direction that we are more familiar with. Because we've been through the spring season. So we have some topics to talk about uh, coming up soon for you. And I think you're really going to enjoy them. Let's make sports fun. Yes. <laughs> so we can for, finally do uh, that one. So for now, it is time to sign off the only way we know how. Game okay, Horse cross for life. I, I I can't wait to watch the next episode. Of Game of it's it's so much fun. I have a lot of my cue, but. It's just like, holy shit, this is what I've been looking for. I know. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's, it, yeah, it's really good. Uh, that, that episode, that flashback episode with Zero Two was like, oh, she can be a sympathetic character. And yeah, she can be likable. <laughs> I still really like the episode where Ichigo slaps her, though. That was, that was good. That was good. <laughs> yeah. They're I, not lesbians, feel- just friends. <laughs> <laughs> I- 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.